Beloved of God, welcome to Breaking Open the Word, the Sunday edition of the God Minute. I'm Father Michael. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful Mother's Day. To all of those of you who are mothers, grandmothers, stepmothers, and godmothers, may the Lord pour out his blessing upon you today and reward you for your daily yes to your life-giving vocation as mothers. God bless you all. On this sixth Sunday of Easter, the gospel reading chosen for us today is taken from the 14th chapter of John's gospel, verses 15 to 21. So let's just take a moment to place ourselves in the Lord's presence and open ourselves to his word so that he might speak to us his message. Jesus said to his disciples, If you love me, you will keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you always, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot accept because it neither sees nor knows him. But you know him because he remains with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live and you will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in the Father and you are in me and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and observes them is the one who loves me. And whoever loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and reveal myself to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, this seems a little appropriate for Mother's Day. This young man was walking through a supermarket to pick up a few things when he noticed that an older woman was kind of following him around. Thinking nothing of it, he ignored her and continued on. Well, finally, he got up to the checkout line, but she kind of got in front of him. Pardon me, she said. I I I'm sorry if my staring at you has made you feel uncomfortable. It's, it's just that you, well, you look just like my son who just passed away recently. Oh, I'm very sorry, replied the young man. Is there anything I can do for you? Well, now that you've asked, yes, she said. As I'm leaving, could you just say goodbye, mother? It would make me feel so much better. Well, sure, of course, answered the young man. As the old woman was leaving, he called out, goodbye, mother. As he stepped up to the checkout counter, he saw that his total was $127.50. How can that be, he asked the clerk. I only purchased a few things. Oh, said the clerk, your mother said that you would pay for her. <laughs> Mothers are so clever. <laughs> well, in the gospel passage today, Jesus tells us, I will not leave you orphans. So in order to better understand this gospel passage, I wanted to see what the dictionary had to say about the word orphan. And it's interesting. According to the dictionary, an orphan is someone who is without parents through death 
loss or abandonment. Now it goes on to tell us that an orphan is someone without protective advocacy. See where I'm going? Contemplating the words of the dictionary, I began to realize that there was a tremendous promise that Jesus was giving to his disciples and to us as he continues his kind of farewell remarks before returning to the Father in heaven. Telling us, though he is returning to the Father in heaven, he will not abandon us or cause us to feel unprotected or alone is actually something that should give us a great deal of comfort. In fact, he goes so far as to tell us he will send us his advocate, the Holy Spirit, to not only be with us, but dwell in us so that we may never be without him in any situation, event, or relationship of our life. In many parishes throughout the U.S., this is the time of year for celebrating the Sacrament of Confirmation. And like baptism and Eucharist, Confirmation is one of the three initiation sacraments. And with Confirmation comes the fullness of the Holy Spirit with its sevenfold gifts. You know, wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord. These gifts bring us the strength and the ability to proclaim and live our faith in this world. These are the same gifts that were given to the disciples on Pentecost so that they could go out free of fear and locked doors and full of conviction to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Their teachings, heard by thousands in the language of each individual, began a revolution of sorts. And though they were persecuted, suffered, and even jailed or killed for their teaching, they never gave up. So, thinking about this, the question came, what about you and me? What do the sevenfold gifts of the Holy Spirit in us enable us to do in this world at this time? Recently, I had the privilege of watching the movie entitled Jesus Revolution. It's based on historical events which took place in the 1970s here in the United States. It tells a story about young people who descended on California, Southern California, to redefine truth through all means of liberation. What unfolds is a counterculture movement that becomes the greatest spiritual awakening in American history known as the Jesus Revolution. Now, some people might criticize this event and even the movie because at the time it involved the hippies of the day and all that came with that, including free love and lots of drug use. But what unfolds in the story and informs us is that all these kids were in search of something, something greater than themselves, something that could reveal the truth about life. What they ended up discovering through all those quick fixes was then the gift of Jesus. 
Charismatic people along the way assisted in their quest. Many people went through a conversion experience and risked everything to follow the Lord. Sound familiar? I hope so. Because, you know, in my 63 years as a Catholic and my almost 36 years as a priest, I've seen many programs and movements that have sought to change people's lives, to bring them to conversion, to present the truth. Some of those programs and movements have met with very successful results. But none of them compares to the power of the sacraments and the grace given to us who believe. You see, as people of faith, beloved of God, this is an enormous blessing that we've received. Not only do we know Jesus and his works, but his Holy Spirit dwells within us to give us all that we need to live as he did, to work as he worked, to serve as he served we must be willing to use these gifts. As we approach the great festival of Pentecost and the renewal of the Holy Spirit within us, let us bring before the Lord this week a greater desire to serve, to carry on the work of the gospel, to live the truth and to proclaim our faith without fear and with great conviction. I'm certainly aware of the many demands on us each day, but the work that we do each day to witness to our faith can only help us to grow in holiness and love as one family in the Lord. Moreover, it can and will change our world for the better. So start praying against the evil one and those whom he has influenced in this world. Do not think it is someone else's problem or task. If you bear the name of Christ as a Christian, the responsibility is yours. And to help you, I invite you to use the prayer, which I'll place in the notes today, to pray every day this week in preparation for Pentecost and the renewal and outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon us. Here's that prayer. Let us pray. Come, Creator Spirit, renew me with your strength. Purify me with your love. Strengthen me with your hope. Empower me with your justice. Cover me with your protection. Surround me with your compassion. Illumine me with your mercy. Console me with your fire. Motivate me with your power. Humble me with your passion. Satisfy me with your presence. Complete me with your grace. Hear and answer me in my need. Amen. Beloved of God, remember you are God's disciples in this world and this time, and each of us must carry on his mission. So take good care of yourself and one another, and by God's grace, 
We'll see you tomorrow.